Today, we're gonna to talk to somebody whose Amazon journey started with just learning how to sell from Project X, and now she is selling over $40,000 a month and sold out of her first 1,000 units in only three weeks. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Not sure on what main image you should choose from, or maybe you don't know whether buyers would be interested in your product at a certain price point. Perhaps you want feedback on your new brand or company logo. Get instant and detailed market feedback from actual Amazon Prime members by using Helium 10 Audience. Just enter in your poll or questions and within a short period of time, 50 to 100 or even more Amazon buyers will give you detailed feedback on what resonates with them the most. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash audience. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level, the Amazon, Walmart, or e-commerce world. We've got a serious uh, seller on the line right now. I've only met her briefly at a, at a conference, and I was like, all right, I, I just heard a little bit about your story. Don't tell me anymore. I want to wait until I can uh, get the full story like on a podcast. So, uh, Ksenia, hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Uh, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Thank you for inviting me. All right. So which, which show was it that we met? Was it like White Label Expo? Yeah, yeah it was White, White Label in Las Vegas. Yeah, in September. Okay, cool. So now um, I didn't ask too much about your background at that time. So uh, where are you now? And then like, where were you born and raised? Well, I was born in Russia originally, and now I live in Texas. Um, yeah, well, I was in the hotel industry for about five years back in Russia, and then I got a job in the U.S., so I moved to the U.S. Uh, to work in the hotel industry. Okay, all right. Interesting. What, what part of Russia are you from? Uh, St. Petersburg. Okay, okay, excellent. Uh, that's on my bucket list to visit. All right, so how many years were you uh, doing that uh, there in Texas? Oh, no, it was uh, originally when I moved to the U.S., I was in Vermont, and then I got married, and I had to move uh, to a different state, and while on that transition, moving to a different state, I had like a six months where I was changing my legal status in the U.S., so I couldn't work, so I mm -hmm. took that time to think what I want to do next after that. Okay, and then that's when that's when you moved to the hotel industry, or this is after the the you were working. No, no, I worked. Industry? I worked a year uh, at the hotel, and then I got married, and I moved to Texas, and then where I didn't work for about six months, and then when I yeah. decided to go into all the e-commerce thing. What? How did you first discover that? Were you just like googling, you know, work from home well, jobs, or what? yeah, kind of? Well, I was doing eBay before as a hobby, so I started doing eBay full time basically, and then I thought that. What were you selling on that, eBay? Uh, I was buying uh, collectibles from Russia that was selling in the U.S. Oh, okay. Did you ever look at at the addresses that you were and names that you were uh, sending to were like they mostly yeah. Russian names or, or or were they mostly oh. American people buying that? No, kind of it was mostly American. It was Americans, oh. Canadians. Also, I sold. It was like Latin America, like Chile or Argentina. They like to buy like um, like a soccer memorabilia, basically. Okay, and and this you made enough money to to make it a full time for yourself. No, no, it wasn't a full time. Um, yeah, it was making money, but it was not enough to live in at full time. Okay. H how did you come up with that idea? 
I don't know. Just I, I worked at the I worked at the Olympic Games before, and I saw those things, uh, so I knew that they have value. And I just looked up if it's selling on eBay and how much is it selling for. I realized you can you can make profits on it selling that stuff. So did you have contacts uh, still in Russia where you could get it for like you know yeah. in a way yeah. that just the normal person couldn't you know couldn't get yeah. it like people okay. Well, I had, I, I mean, I had friends and I hired a person who was uh, buying. Well, so there's a thing in Russia that's basically a Russian eBay. So I was looking it up there, finding it. And then the person there was going, checking it, if it's in a good condition. And I was transferring money and they were shipping it from Russia to all the customers, like in the U.S. and all Almost, the almost like uh, drop shipping. Um, well, then. yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's interesting because, you know, er, er, I always like uh, talking about unique ways of of making money. You know, it doesn't have to be Amazon. You know, it could be Etsy. Uh, we just had an episode recently. We talked about Facebook shops, and and that could be interesting. Like, let's say somebody um, you know comes from another country. They might have connections that that the average uh, you know American or some, or whatever country they're in don't have. Well, you know, go check. You know, um, there's people buying uh, collectibles, and then maybe if you have a way to drop ship it fast, you know, maybe it's from Japan, maybe it's from. Argentina, wherever, that could be an interesting way to, to to build up some some money in order to start your know, like your own private label business. So you were doing that on eBay and then during that is when you discovered the Amazon opportunity? Yeah, I just realized no, you you could have made enough money to live on, on eBay, but the problem is that like you had to sell it's it's managing it all. So yeah. every single thing you had to sell, you had to connect it with the person who would go pick it up. So it's much harder. So I was looking at other options and I found uh, Amazon. And then first I started doing the retail arbitrage on Amazon. So okay. it seems easier to me. And the first five or six months I was doing that and kind of learning the system. But then I fast realized that it's not the way how you're going to make money on Amazon. It's almost I mean, the same. Could, it was almost the same thing for yeah. from the eBay's like a lot of uh, uh, a lot of work, right? Like yeah, were you going to stores and buying and then selling it on Amazon or yeah, yeah, was I was going okay. to Walmart. Yeah, I was going to Walmart and finding things at Walmart and then selling on Amazon. Yeah, it's you have to pick up the box and take all that stuff. And yep. you no, know, I just fast realized that's not what I want to do. Okay, and then what was the next step? Well, the next uh, step was a lot of YouTube, <laughs> a lot of YouTube videos right. to discover the private label. Um, then I realized that's what I need to do to actually make money. Um, I found my first product. It's kind of a funny story. I can I can say what's the first product is. I'm not selling okay. it anymore. Yeah. It, it's not a good product to sell right now. Uh, so it was a machine washable paper towels. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you never. I never I've never that. even heard of that. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's almost it's almost like a burrito blanket. <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. It was actually, but actually it wasn't a shark tank. I discovered later that it wasn't a shark tank. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I started selling that and it was about five, six, uh, five or six months before all the, um, the pandemic started. And you know what happened with all the paper towels thing during the pandemic stuff. So I started selling it about five mm -hmm. or six months before and it seemed like a good product. It was making, I don't know, about three to 5,000 um, a month in sales, which for the first product's not that bad. Um, and then of course it, it got crazy during all the 2020 stuff around March. And so like, why, why did it fail then? Uh, well, so people saw how much uh, demand it has during the coronavirus. And then, so I sold all the inventory in like two, three weeks. Uh, that was back in March, 2020. And then was that 500, 1,000, or how many units? Uh, I 
think about it was over a thousand. Yeah, it was over a thousand wow. units. Okay. And I was thinking about sell. It should have been selling for like three months instead mm-hmm, of two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I got out of stock for about two or three months with everything that started going on. You know, the factory's been closed and stuff like yep. that. Uh, and then by the time I was able to get back in stock, of course, all the competition, like from five sellers, it got to like forty. And because you couldn't, you couldn't differentiate that much because I mean, it's basically paper towels that you can machine wash. You can, what okay. you uh-huh. can do is change the color, change the color and the amount that you're selling. Yeah. So all those Chinese sellers came in and they started dropping the price. Mm-hmm. And so it just didn't make any sense to, because okay. you couldn't change anything. So I just decided to quickly sell out and, um, just get the money back and I made the money on it. I didn't lose any money, but mm-hmm. I just realized it's not a good time. It's not a good product. How did you find so. that product? Like how did you find something that at the time there was only like three or four sellers or maybe even less since it, you know, that was when you launched it. Yeah, no, I was about five sellers when I started uh, the same YouTube, you know, strategies as okay. everybody's teaching. So nothing new, just okay. looking for Excellent. keywords, looking for uh, products. So at this point you didn't even invest any money in courses or, or anything like that. You oh, were no. able to just from free yeah, information just, out there, you were able to, okay, I like it. Yeah. All right. So then you're like, oh man, this is, this is, um, you know, th- this product failed. You know, the, the competition is, is very, is very high. So what made you not give up? Uh, and then how did you choose your next product then? Well, then I came to watching the Freedom Ticket, actually, because I've been using Helium 10 from the beginning. But okay. I was like, and I was looking at the Freedom Ticket. I was like, oh, it's so many hours. <laughs> I really have to watch all those hours. You know, it's, I think all the people, like all the people I told about I, it. I don't know how this is uh, coming out to the um, audience, but it, it almost seems like, Ksenia, you're, you're kind of a lazy person. Like, oh, this eBay yeah. thing is too much. Work. Oh, this arbitrage. <laughs> oh, Freedom Ticket, it's free, but it's like 40 hours. Oh, no, I'm just playing. But uh, I, see a, I see a trend here. But I, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's why that's one of the reasons why I love uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurial life. You get to control how much or how little you want to work. So I like it. Yeah, but then I realized that it's probably it's probably the good thing. I read reviews and started watching it, and then I discovered the Project X, and then I thought, mm-hmm. well, if those guys can do that, why can't I do that? So I just started following everything you've been talking about on Project X. To find okay, a, excellent. To find so you, you actually discovered Project X from Freedom Ticket as opposed to just randomly on YouTube, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then what was it? The and I think you might have mentioned this, and that's why it piqued my uh, interest. Was it the the Project X like method of of how you you launched your second product? Yes, yes, it's exactly. I just started from zero, basically from the beginning. I forgot mm-hmm. everything that I, I knew before and started following you. What you were saying on the, the Project X is looking not for the product, but looking for the keyword. And that's how I discovered the how that's how I discovered the product. Well, a keyword for my product. Do you remember like what kind of filters you were using? Like, were you looking for something with a certain search volume or in certain categories or with low reviews? Or I mean, I know that's you know maybe a year or two ago now, but do, do you remember at all how you? Yeah, well, uh, the the first that I wanted to focus on uh, looking at the home and kitchen category, okay. something because I wanted to sell something that I know people use every day, and I know that I can understand the use of mm. that product. You know, instead of selling something that I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know how to use it or if I can't use it. So for me, that was the main goal, and of course, finding something that has uh, less reviews and uh, not a very big search volume. So I was looking around like five thousand searches a month. Okay, but uh, no more than that. All right. Uh, that, that's an interesting point that she brought out, guys. Like, um, it doesn't mean that you have to be in, uh, you have to, before you even pick the product, you have to be an expert in it. But 
if you don't, I mean, th- that's the most ideal. Like if you know right off the bat, um, hey, I know exactly how to use this. I mean, that that's amazing. But it's very rare that that would be something that, um, you know, uh, that is the opportunity. But, you know, like like me with the Project X and, and Tim, like we, we didn't know nothing about coffin shelf market or gothic decor but guess what you know i i became an i, I made myself become an expert I, I i studied it i was like okay how would people use this you know oh some people you know put it on a, on a countertop some people hang it on the wall what kind of things are people gonna uh are gonna put inside what kind of complimentary products you, you you might discover something you know using etsy or using black box or whatever that you didn't even know existed but you've got to be able to uh Make yourself an expert in that. If you don't understand the product, if you don't understand the kind of customer that would buy that, it's going to be very difficult to be successful. So I, I like how you're like, hey, I need, I need to know, you know, I need to know myself how to use this product before I can figure out how to sell it, uh, sell it to others. So you, you found the opportunity, validated it. Uh, was it something you you ordered from Alibaba or or just you found your own factory or how did you go through that process? Yeah. So first, yeah, I found a keyword, and uh, so my product is an accessory to another product. So, um, yeah, I created the listing. I decided to, uh, yeah, I ordered samples and I, I, I had to customize it because it's something that basically for the one product that I wanted to sell, there was a demand. So there was about two to three to 4,000 people looking for it a month. Uh, I mean, searches a month, but mm-hmm. nobody was selling it. And I, I thought, like, well, this is weird. Like, nobody's selling it. I mean, there's three or four so or five. You- when you enter that keyword that you found in, in yes. Blackbox or whatever in, in Amazon, yeah. the, the results, it wasn't even that that keyword. No, so th- there was a keyword. There was mm-hmm. so people were searching. So there was yeah. uh, about three to four, five thousand searches a month. But when I put it in Amazon, nobody was selling that product. So there okay, was a yeah, demand, that's exactly. So that was like Project X. Like like yeah. the coffin shelf, it was like there may be one coffin shelf and then the rest were just like random, random shelves because Amazon didn't have anything to show. I, I love yeah. that. I love that strategy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I found that and I thought, well, this is weird. And since it was uh, an accessory to another product, I decided to go on Facebook and I went to Facebook group of the main product, which mine is an accessory. You can kind of compare it to like an iPhone, an iPhone case. So, and I found opportunity for an iPhone case, but then I decided to go to Facebook group for the iPhone and see if people are li- really looking for that product. And, uh, and I saw that they do. And a lot of people are trying to, you know, make it themselves or something like that because they nobody was selling it. And I thought, okay, well, this is a good idea. But then when I started mm-hmm. digging deeper, I saw that there was actually one person selling it, but they okay. were out of stock for three to four months already. And it really I was the coffin that. shelf project. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly uh, what happened to us for that. Okay, I love it. Yeah, then I created the test listing on Amazon. Um, well, after I got the samples, of course, I decided to customize it and change it so it's different from the, what my competitor was selling. And okay. when I made a test listing, um, I only had like five units. I didn't mm-hmm. make much because I, I couldn't because it was custom. Uh, but what, yeah, Was I it made, samples? Is that what you used yeah, for the test listing? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, it, it were samples. And I decided to put like a almost twice higher to what the price to what I'm yep. selling now. And I sold those units in the first two hours, two hours. Wow. Yeah, it was All crazy. right. So guys, um, <laughs> we've talked about what that is before, but let's say you, you have not, uh, watched project X and you didn't hear uh, an episode. Um, I would go to helium10.com forward slash podcast and, and type in the search bar. I don't have the uh, exact uh, number handy here, but, um, Type in the search bar, uh, PPC Tesla's, and you'll see either a blog or a podcast we did about this. But, you know, it, one minute um, example of this is kind of like what Cassania just did. 
either find from Etsy somebody who's got your product or you can get like five, 10 samples from a factory. Uh, and the, the, the cases in which you would do this is when there's not enough data to validate your idea. So like, like, like Isenia said, uh, there's 5,000 searches, so hey, there's demand, but you have like no competitors to, to look at. You, you don't know their sales history because it looks like there was one person selling it, but they were out of stock for months. So when you don't have enough data and if you're not feeling confident about your idea, and you need to like figure out, hey, what are the main keywords that people would, would use for this or things like that? You put up something with like five or 10 units and put it at a high price and not a great listing. You know, just like to kind of do a rudimentary listing and then do a, um, you know, kind of like big PPC um, campaign where it's a high, high bid on the keywords that you think, that you think, but you have no data on that you think would convert for this. And then basically if somebody would buy your product at 2X or 3X the price with a bad listing, and, and just because they see it, then it kind of validates that, okay, what I thought would work is definitely gonna work. And so, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead all in. So again, that, that's just a, a fast version of what that is, what she's talking about, but but go back to listen to a podcast. We had a podcast episode all, all about that. All right, so you got, I'm assuming you got really excited after those two yes. or three hours, like, <laughs> wow, this is pretty incredible. So what was your next step? Just went ahead and, and ordered, uh, you know, 500,000 yeah. units or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ordered a thousand units for the first, uh, cause that was the minimum order. Uh, okay. the problem, the problem, I, I should have been ordered more, but the problem was that, that it was very expensive to source. So the lending price was about, the lending cost was about $12. So with the $12 unit, delivered to unit, Amazon? Yeah, yeah, delivered okay. to Amazon. So for you looking at like, I think the first I invested around 15,000 together with, you know, pictures and stuff like that, that's, I've put it in. So how, how was, did you do was, your uh, images or your pictures? Oh, I had a photographer. Yeah. Like here or in, in China? Uh, no, 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 here, here in the US. So then did you save one of the samples so they do it or you? You had to, um, once you had them I, produce it, one of the I had factory another, products. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I had another sample, yeah, that I sent to the photographer. How, how much uh, did that uh, cost you, the uh, photography? Uh, I think about 500 for all the images. Okay. So they would and do then, like the white background, the lifestyle images, infographics. Yeah, 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 everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just did the, the A-plus content myself because I already was brand registered by that time with my first product. Oh, okay. So it happened. It just happened to be that you could use the same brand um, yeah. as the paper towel one. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I decided to, to do the first private label product, I decided that I need to come up with a brand name that will not be attached to any product. You know, just a general name. So that way, because I knew that probably I'm not going to be staying in the same niche all the time. So yeah. I came up with a, just a general name, just a general brand name, so I could use in the future. So yeah, I'm still using the same brand name. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So you got the got the units in. Now you launched it at the half the price of your Tesla scene? Yeah, yeah, so I launched it and like, I think the first day I sold, uh, I don't remember how many units it was, but it was for $1,000, that was the sales in the first day. The very first uh, day? Yeah, the very first day. How, how did you get uh, visibility? On your keywords, since you were one of the only ones to, to have the right exact product, like did you get on page one on day one just because yeah, nobody yeah. else had it? Or yeah. you had to do some like, campaign or, or so, something to get on. Well, yeah, of course I started doing PPC from the first day, but, um, yeah. I, I showed up on the page one. It was somewhere in the middle of page one, just because other lists, other products were showing up. They were not relevant to what I was yeah, selling, yeah. but they were just showing and up. And they didn't have the keywords in the title. No, like, they like, didn't. You, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, they did. See, but yeah, that's yeah, Maldives honeymoon strategy right there. I yeah, love yeah, it. yeah. I started showing up on uh, probably I think it was the middle of page one. So I started writing PPC. Plus I started writing PPC on the keywords that, 
I started doing exactly what you were saying. I started from the lower. So for the keywords that were like five to five to 7,000 probably, because they mm-hmm. also, there were keywords that were attached to the main product, which mine is okay. an accessory for. So I kept those keywords for when I get some reviews, because those are like 50,000, 50, 60,000 searches a month. Yep. So yeah, I started with the smaller keywords. Um, and what I also did, I, I thought that I'll just, Go ahead to the, I'll just go to the Facebook groups of the main product. And I just posted that, oh, look, there, guys, there's a product that just showed up on Amazon. Um, and people just started buying and clicking the link from the Facebook groups mm-hmm. starting the, day, the first day. And then they just started posting when they got the product and they started posting and showing how they use it. And that was crazy because the first, the, uh, the first batch that I was selling, I almost didn't use any PPC. I mean, I did, but I didn't spend any money because a lot of sales were coming in from Facebook groups. So wait, so 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 rewind. I I was kind of zoning out there. So <laughs> how, how did you get that visibility in Facebook groups? Was that from the influencers, or you were you already had lined up these Facebook uh, these fa- Facebook no. groups? I told you that my product is an accessory to another product. So I went oh, so to it's Facebook, the Facebook group groups from the other. The, okay, okay. Yes, from the other product. And from the day one, I posted on those groups that, look, guys, there is this accessory that just became available on Amazon. And people started clicking and buying from day one. And then after Did you have to ask it, permission to get in? Like, like, because it's not, I'm assuming it's not your Facebook groups or you just did it, but nobody got mad because it was such an amazing thing. It was not an official group. It was just group of people, people that came up together, like, you know, oh, we use this product. So it was yeah. not an official Facebook group of a brand. Okay, it so it's not like people, there's like these rules where you can't just advertise no, or, yeah, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, it was nothing like that. And then after that, what happened, which was crazy, is that people, when they start receiving the product and they start showing how they use it, and I could read what's what they like and what they don't like about the product. In the group? Yes, in a group, yeah. So you, I'm assuming you line this up. It's not like, oh, just on day one of your product, you discovered that there was Facebook groups about it. You had been doing research and, and like we had a list yeah, of yeah, that's how that I were- valid. That's how I validated the idea. Yeah, earlier I said that is that when I saw the demand on Amazon, I decided to go on Facebook and see if there's mm-hmm. actually a demand. And I checked on those groups that people are trying to make this product themselves. Like they're trying ah. to do something because there was no availability anywhere for that product. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. So, see, I, I don't think we've ever talked about that as far as product research goes, but yeah, you know, maybe the journey starts on, you know, helium 10 or, or something like that. But once you get to this validation part, you, there's other ways to validate product opportunity. And I, I haven't really thought about that. You know, usually when we think about Facebook groups, it's kind of like your second stage It's like, all right, Hey, hey everybody, you know, uh, take a look at this product, but you even use that to, 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 to see that, you know, there's demand for this exact product because people are trying to do that on their own. And that, that's a nut yeah, That is a great, uh, a great way to, to find a product opportunity as well. Yeah, All right. They were so trying, uh-huh, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Yeah. They were trying to buy a similar product that were showing up for, for the search results and modify themselves, you know, because there was just nothing exactly as they were looking for. And of course there was so much demand for that product when I posted it. And they started buying it from the day one. So basically, I probably didn't even need to use any PPC because people were just buying straight from the link in Facebook groups. Awesome, awesome. So, so how, how did you? How, how long did it take you to sell out of that first thousand units? About five weeks, five to six weeks. Wow. So that's yeah. like um, you know, thirty, like forty day. Wow. So that that was you know a pretty great number of sales per day. There. Yeah. The first yeah the first months it did twenty five thousand in sales. Well, what was your, uh, so your retail price was like around 25 No, $50. $50. 50 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. And then, so so even though you're, you know, th that's still a pretty decent uh, profit margin, even with uh, your landed cost being uh, twelve dollars there. Yeah, it was a little bit over forty percent because I didn't use much PPC because mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. mostly promoting through the Facebook groups. And for the first batch, I didn't use that much of 3PL. So yeah, the profit was about 40%. Okay. So since, um, since uh, you've got, uh, you've got, you know, five weeks, I'm assuming you were out of stock for a certain period of time because yeah. you, it takes, you know, longer than five weeks for a new shipment to come in. So how long were you out of stock? Uh, I think I was out of stock. So I reordered on the week two of selling because I saw that it has, it has sales and yep. it's actually working and I sold out in September and I came back in stock end of October. So about a month probably. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you still were able to, uh, to get it back before, you know, like the heavy, you know, the heavy, um, Christmas season. And now okay. we're, we're talking about 2020 or it was 2021, 2021. Well, also this is just last year. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah. Just last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Now, how much was your second order? Was it more than a thousand units? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think two, two or 3000. I don't remember already. Yeah. I re reinvested everything that I got from the first batch. Um, yeah. but the problem was that I started shipping, like I shipped six or 700 of fast shipping so I could get it really, really fast in October. Yes. And I got it on time and I sold out of them very fast, but the main shipment that was supposed to be there for like November and December, it got pulled for an inspection. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, sold out those 600. Yeah. I sold out those 600 in about, I don't know, two weeks, probably in October from like mid October, end of October to like mid, mid November. And right before all the craziness started, I was out of stock again. Okay. So you, you, you started selling this, the original shipment. Was it like uh, August, September then? In end of July. July. Okay. The so then, yeah. you know, in, in that, in the second half, so not even half a year of sales. Um, and then with being out of stock a lot, how much gross revenue did you do? Did you do? I don't, rem I don't remember total, but I can tell you for the last 30 days. So I came back in stock mid December. And mm -hmm. so basically for the January is around 40,000. Okay. All right. So, so this is, um, this is, you know, so you, you're making definitely a, you know, six figure, uh, product. And, and if you stay in stock the whole year, you know, who knows, just one product could uh, end up being seven figures. But now that you are able to like have all this momentum, have there been any, you know, other sellers now trying to, 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 to do what you're do uh, you're doing or, or still nobody else has, has launched. No, yeah, there are several. So the first of my competitor uh, got back on stock. They have two variations of that product, and they're basically the main seller. So they're doing with each variation about fifty thousand a month. So if I'm doing forty, well, I'm a little bit less than they do, but still mm -hmm. about the same. But they have over a thousand reviews. I only do like uh, hundred and ten, a little bit over a hundred right now. And there were several small sellers, mostly Chinese, that were trying to get into the space right now. But uh, their problem is that, that they cannot test the product and they cannot modify it perfectly because they don't have access to the main product, which mine is accessory for, because the main product is only sold in the U.S. and Canada. Ah, so okay. they, they, I'm kind of a little bit protected to that because they, they can, but it's very expensive to get it from the U.S. And they don't want to do it. So, every, so all their listings that they're trying to create right now, one even stole my pictures. So they launched similar huh. product and they just literally stole my pictures, but I reported to Amazon and they removed the listing. How did you, how that. did you re, uh, report it? Like what, what did you uh, select uh, th to do uh, through the brand registry? They mm -hmm. literally just used my pictures. So they got my pictures and they put their product over mine. 
mm-hmm. with like infographics and everything was literally mine. They didn't even oh change anything. So Amazon. So you report them through they, brand registry and then yeah, they, it took them yeah. down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They removed it the same day because they saw that this is crazy what they're doing. Yeah. Now, this this product is an accessory of another one. Is the other? I mean, uh, regardless if it's a known brand name, but you know, I'm assuming that they they're a brand on Am- Amazon. Like, are you? you you're not putting their brand in your listing or, 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 or can you put it because it's an official or it's an accessory. So you can say, Hey, fits with, you know, yes. let's just, you know, call it Samsung or, or something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I can't put like, uh, if you're talking about like iPhone and iPhone cases, I can't put the, it's an iPhone case. I put it in yeah, yeah. case for iPhone. So I was or researching that. Yes. Something yes. Like that. Yes. Okay. I was researching that cause I didn't want to get in trouble with that, but yeah, I do use, um, uh, I do use Have you checked? Like, did you get the frequently bought together with their yeah uh, yeah product? yeah? It's it's showing up on their on on their page on the page of their product yeah. on Amazon. It's it's showing up and frequently bought together. My product is the first that's showing up. Okay, um, so is this still the only product uh, you currently are selling? Yes, yes. This is an only only product. Um, I'm about to launch the another variation of this product, another style variation. It's already mm-hmm. got to the US, so it's hopefully will be launched in maybe a week or two weeks. We'll see how fast it will get to to Amazon. Okay, so you know, I know you you know your your profit margin probably went down uh, when yeah. you had to you know do that fast shipping and and you know competition and stuff, but you know still you know probably you know, making at least twenty five percent. It's around it's around thirty, yeah. Around thirty. Okay, uh, have you surpassed? Uh, uh, are you showing off to your to your husband like, hey, look, I'm making more money than you now, or what does he think about that? Uh, well, not yet because I, I can't say that because I'm re- still reinvesting most of it yeah. with, with launching the second product. Um, but yeah, hopefully this year. <laughs> okay. Well, what did he, what did he think? You know, so, and this is a question, you know, regardless, uh, you know, whether it's family, whether it's husband, whether it's wife, you know, sometimes people say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, invest $20,000 or $15,000 into, uh, selling this weird product on Amazon that, the normal person doesn't really, they're like, what? what, what's wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? Like, did you get support from your, from your husband and, and family? Yeah, or did, yeah, or did he yeah, say things yeah. like, you're, you're crazier. <laughs> well, he's actually a business owner too, so he can understand mm-hmm. me. He was the one that, it was really hard to start mentally because I was scared of putting so much money in, you know, with the first product, it was maybe yeah. like two, mm-hmm. two, three thousand. But with this one, it was like 15,000. I was like, this is crazy. I was stopping myself from doing that. But yeah, he was very yeah. supportive to that because he knows it. that you need to, Put the money to make the money just not going to just appear from somewhere you know and yep, i noticed yep. that it's much easier to scale with 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 this product because it's it cuts a lot of competitors because of how much money you need to invest to start and most of the people who are just starting they might even see this opportunity but they will be like oh we need to put fifteen thousand dollars for the first batch and we don't know how it's gonna you know how it's gonna yeah, go yeah so most of the people trying to stick with, uh, I don't know, the products that will cost them two to $3 to source instead of, you know, 10 or 12. Yeah. All right. So now, you know, I know we're only a month into, um, you know, 2022, but do you already have goals for, for the end of the year? Like, you know, how many products you're going to have and what your, what gross revenue number, uh, that, that you will be able to hit? Uh, yeah, well, with the second one, uh, with two products, hopefully, I hope it's going to be over half a million a year, but, um, also I'm working on the third one right now, which is in the same niche and it's the same variation because I just see the demand again from Mm -hmm, the Facebook mm -hmm. groups. I see what people are looking for different styles of this product. 
So yeah, I'm working a third one. I don't know how we'll go with three of them, but with two, hopefully, yeah, it should be around a half a million. Yeah. What did you do to get those 1,000 reviews and like, you know, with be- you know barely selling that much No, that no, much I have product. only 100. Like, uh, I only have 100. Oh, I thought it's you said, like said a, 1,000. Okay, I was no, about to say like- No, it's my competitor. No, 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 it's my oh, competitor. Oh, your competitor had a, okay. They so are you doing anything to get those reviews? Like you're using follow-up or you have any inserts or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I started doing a follow-up from the beginning. I don't do any inserts, just okay. a follow-up. Well, which follow-up are you doing? The, doing the Amazon um, request review or the you're making your own custom uh, emails? Um, my own custom, the follow-up through Helium 10. Okay, make sure to check. Like we just launched it uh, last week or this week. There's a new like kind of like widget inside a follow-up where you can mm-hmm. actually see the, um, you know, like uh, it's a graph that compares like your sales with the, you know, how your reviews go and how many re- uh, review requests. So, like maybe you can even do some split testing. Like you want to try a different email and then see if it does better. That's something that's brand new. If you're using follow-up, um, mm-hmm. you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to check out. So, um, all right, well, th- this is like very exciting. Now you, you, you had given us already one unique, uh, strat or a number of unique strategies, you know, such as the Facebook groups and, and how you use the, the PPC test listing and things. But, you know, we have this thing on the show we call the, t- the TST 30 second tip. So are there one or two other things that you think you're doing that's kind of unique, or maybe just some advice you have for other sellers who are brand new or semi new like yourself that, that you can share with the audience? I just think that uh, it's more like an advice. I think people should uh, treat this business as the real business. Like if you talk about having a restaurant or something like that, instead of, you know, like on a YouTube, they promote it as the get rich quick or something like that. So I don't think people should treat it like that because it's, it's a hard work. It's a lot of hours and it's not as easy as many people would say it is. And um, just not to be scared to invest the money in it. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. So, um, I'll be seeing you hopefully, you know, maybe at the the Prosper show uh, yeah, in I'm March going. or yeah. make sure to, you know, uh, find out more information about our uh, sell and scale summit in Vegas in September. It's going to be 10 times as big as, 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 as some of the smaller events out there. We're really going all in and it'd be great to, for people, you know, who are listening uh, out there, maybe inspired by you, they can meet you in person and, and you could, you know, share some more, uh, some more, uh, shum. Yeah. <laughs> some more of your journey <laughs> out there. All right. Kesania, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.